Welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And we are so excited to be back. Oh my gosh, we have been thrilled to get back into the studio, although it has been an incredible summer of silence and rest. So much silence and rest. It was a little bit hard to come back at first, but now I'm super excited to be here. How about you? Yes, I would agree with that. Yes, it was hard. We were getting used to our vacay. Rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We learned a lot. My, My time, I was able to spend a lot of time at the beach, which was such a blessing. We were able to spend some time together at the beach, which Mm -hmm. was also a blessing. Um, But I have learned so many incredible things over the past few months. Yes, I will be honest with you. At first, when Allison was suggesting um, a summer of silence and meditation, I thought, (laughs) I'm pretty sure summers are supposed to be loud and wild and party-like. And so it took me a little while to get on board. And it can sound kind of kooky and a little woo-woo, you know, meditation and silence. It can sound very not spiritual. Yes, but we've heard from a lot of you that have also enjoyed this and... If you are someone that was in the same camp as me that's thinking this is a little crazy, go for silence just for 10 minutes. You'll be surprised at how healing it is. Yeah, and I think easing into it as well. I've, I've been reading a lot by Jan Johnson, um, who does all, we shared this um, on social media, but a lot of Lexio Divina um, stuff on silence and scripture meditation. And this rocked my world that she wrote. Um, In her book, it's called When the Soul Listens. She said, What's puzzling is that people hungering for a personal relationship with Jesus are often advised to do things that aren't so personal. For example, prayer, a way to communicate with God personally, gets reduced to a step-by-step technique. Following such advice, I kept a prayer notebook for many years with page after page of requests that included an extended chart for answers. (laughs) Sounds like me. I had three other sections in this notebook with list of qualities of God to praise God for, list of character flaws that I could confess, and list of things to be thankful for. I was admired for those few who knew about this notebook, but I grew weary of it all. Prayer became a mental chore. I was not truly interacting with God. Prayer was just my nonstop talking until I got to the end of the list, and I longed to know how to connect with God. For me, that was the catalyst of, yes, I want that. I want to be a listener of God. You know, we talk about when you're mentoring other people, when you're a small group leader, when you're in a conversation with a friend, just be a good listener. People just need you to be present Mm -hmm. and to be, you know, just with them in that moment. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to fill all the space with conversation and talking. And, and I want to do that with God. And that's what I've done all summer. And it has been so freeing. You know, and also I think when we approach a conversation and think we have to have all the answers, then suddenly we become God for them, which is not our place. Facts. (laughs) I'm so far from that (laughs) qualification. (laughs) In fact, sometimes I'm the other one, you know, that dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of the things, there are three things that stood out to me as that the Lord really taught me. So I spent a lot of time walking on the beach and hunting for shells this Mm -hmm. summer, which gave me the opportunity, created the opportunity for me to listen to God. 
Which, by the way, y'all, she was an expert shell hunter. So we're just walking <laughs> along the beach. It's my first day there. And she's engaging in full conversation with me, eye contact and everything. And then she just plops down and picks up the most beautiful whole shell. And she could spot them in a pile of shell debris. And here's this one gem. And she just plucks it right out. And I was like, girl, you've been doing this a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that such a beautiful image of how it is with hearing God's voice? Because I had been going through the practice of, you know, looking for these shells. I had been doing it. It was easy for me to do along the way naturally without thinking like breathing, which is how we want it to be Mm -hmm. when we're listening for God. We just want it to occur naturally. Um, But that takes practice and discipline and time. Well, three things. So misses, gives, and takeaways. Mm. (laughs) Those are our three, three things for today. So one of the things that I've that I learned through shell hunting is sometimes we miss things and we don't find them until we circle back. I know on one of my walks, I, you know, you know, you go one way down the beach and then you turn around and you come back. Well, I totally miss this beautiful shell, like my favorite one on the way there, but I found it on the way back. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know why or what, if the sun was in my eyes, but sometimes we miss things and God has us, We have to circle back. We have to relearn the lesson. We have to, you know, it gives us another opportunity, whatever that is. But sometimes we miss things. And I also think there is something to going back and revisiting something because you are at a different place in life. And so you're going to experience it at a different, deeper level. You have to process it at this new awareness level that you have. Yes. That That's is my brilliant. Life. That was my summer. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. It's like when you you know, people say you can read you get a a different lesson or feeling every time you read, maybe that you know, if you're reading the same scripture that you've read fifty times. Yeah. Depending on where you are in your life, it can bring a new meaning or a new feeling. Um we also there's give, which I loved, loved, loved this lesson. And um God is so gracious. I have found that I really love shutting up and listening. (laughs) I learned so much more when I will just shut my mouth. All right, guys. So I wrote a podcast about it, or I wrote an episode about this recently. It's not a podcast or an episode. What is it? It's a blog. blog. I wrote a blog. It's been a long time since I blogged. I wrote a blog about it. And so we will send it in our email. It's so good. If you're not subscribe to our email, go to our website right now, centerinthesaint.com and sign up for our emails. And we are going to send you a link to that because it literally says just shut, shut up. up. <laughs> it has been a great learning lesson. So one of the things about giving, I, I had found this really beautiful whole shell, this particular one, and I went to rinse the sand off of it. So I was really loosely rinsing it mm-hmm. off in the surf. And I lost it. Like it just fell out of my hand. A wave came up and it just swooshed. And I was like, oh man, I've never found one that big before. That was whole. So anyway, um, a little while later, I was at in this batch of shells and I was just listening and looking. Okay, there were three of them. Of the exact kind of shell that you lost? Yes. Sitting there all together within like a 12 inch radius of one another. Was it like, you know, lined up like a letter A? Because that would only take three of those shells. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that. We didn't go that far, but it was so, 
it was so amazing because you know, when God takes some things away from us, um, this is the takeaway, not the give. Um, Oh wait, are we giving or are we taking away? I know. Well, I got excited and I said give, but we're really talking about takeaway. Okay. Okay. So sometimes he takes things away from us at the time and we're like so disappointed, Mm -hmm. you know, but then we realize later on he blesses us with something else, like better than we could have ever imagined. Yeah, your hands are full. Put something down so he can give you something better, right? Yes. But we claim and a a multitude more of them. Like, here, you don't need just one. Take three. Right. And I'm like, wow. Why? I kept walking the beach this summer, saying, "Why do you love me so much? Why do you love me so much?" Um, Yeah, she did call me because I always say, "Do you know how much Jesus loves us?" Or I'm like, "That's because Jesus loves us." And so she called us. She called me one day. From the beach with like this epiphany sound. And she's like, Melissa, Jesus really loves us. I'm like, that's what I've been saying, girl. She's like, I finally get it. <laughs> it is. I, yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the things, you know, I would, I would pray and talk and listen. I would just listen. And then I was just in awe most of the, you know, the weeks that I was there of how do you, I don't, why do you love me so much? Yeah. It's just these little things, these little lessons. And so it was just amazing um, how just letting go of everything that culture says, getting away from that, all my little checklists, my little to-do things, my little my She's little got rituals, a lot of those, y'all. You She's know. got, like, checklists everywhere you turn. Yeah, like that lady in her prayer notebook. Like, that's yeah. not a bad thing. Like, we are not condemning you if you do that. That is great. But, like, I can get, because of my personality, so caught up in those routines mm-hmm. that I miss the whole point. What I'm trying to do is become per- get into a personal relationship with the Lord, but it's really stifling that. Right. Because, because of become, all the regulations and the checklist and the... Yeah. It's become a rote thing for you, if yes. you would. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're not saying it's a bad thing. Let's be clear about that. No. And I think there's different times, different times call for different measures, but... That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I recently said to you when you were suggesting the summer of meditation and silence, which, you know, my life is none of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all, if you want to know what my life is like, just go to your window as we're speaking, just go to your window. Do you see those squirrels running around chasing things a little bit erratic? That's my life. Okay. That's (laughs) Melissa in a nutshell. No pun intended. And if you're not at home, if you're driving in your car, I'm sure there's going to be a crazy squirrel that runs out at your car, at your car, and then tries to decide if he should or shouldn't and goes like back and forth and then finally dashes like within a millisecond before you hit him. That's me. Welcome to Melissa. It's it's all of us, <laughs> and we're honest. But so you were saying summer of meditation silence, and I'm going, I mean, Allison, that's good for you and all, but uh, I don't really feel that. But it's become, I have become so attached to the way that I have been studying and learning scripture. But like you said, I, it was at such a knowledge base, and I needed to get back to a personal level. And that is what this summer has done for me. It brought me back to a more personal interaction with God. I mean, God speaks to me all the time through scripture, but it was just such a personal, deep in the soul kind of conversation we were having over the summer. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And I was certainly in the scriptures in the morning, but because that is very important as well. But I think these walks and these 
you know, I used to just talk the whole time to the Lord in my prayer. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to shut up. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I had to, rest- I would say, shut up, Allison. <laughs> shut up, Allison. <laughs> and then I would be silent again. It's so hard. I mean, you really have to train yourself. And I will say that it is certainly a lot easier when you're out of your routine and in a calmer setting. I am now that I'm mostly home and back in the city and the routine of school and kids and all of those things, I'm going to have to find a new rhythm and a new way to replicate what I had this summer at the beach Mm -hmm. here. And so I'm still trying to figure that out. I was wondering how you were handling that. Yeah, I don't know. Not I'm not handling it yet. TBD, my friends, TBD. <laughs> yes. So there's also the giving. So this comes from I found I, I'm walking. I see this beautiful shell. Uh-huh. And I just picked it up cuz it was so beautiful, but it's not really like a shell that I want. Yeah. I mean, I just picked it up cuz it was pretty and it was whole. And who doesn't like pretty things? Right? Yeah, and I felt like, well, I should pick this up. But then a little while later, I just, I put it down. I was like, you know what? I don't need this shell. This will bring someone else such, this is someone else's favorite shell. They are going to be so pumped to be walking down the beach and find this beautiful shell that's their favorite one. I'm going to put it back down, Mm. which was such a strange thing um, to do because I am, I I was doing some shell collecting. (laughs) Are we going collecting or hoarding at this point? (laughs) I know. I probably have to throw some out now back on the beach, more of them. But a little while later, I was walking. As I kept walking after I placed that one down, I found my favorite one Mm. sitting there. And it wasn't just my favorite one, but it was a small, fragile, petite. Like, I couldn't even believe that it was still whole and had survived the surf. I've Mm. never found one like that. And it was just like the Lord saying, you know, just give where I have blessed you with more. Mm -hmm. The thing, you know, give to others and I will continue blessing you in your areas. But be my hands and feet and bless others and use those gifts that you may have or have been blessed with. And the fact that you have to give the blessing before you're... Other blessing is guaranteed. Because, I mean, God's word does say he blesses us abundantly. But the truth is, um, you're not really being obedient if you're giving away this blessing because your eyes are literally on the next prize and you can see it coming your way. Right. Right. Exactly. And I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we spoke earlier in the summer and we received these beautiful bouquets of flowers. Now I love real flowers and I just don't spend a lot of money on real flowers. And my husband occasionally brings them to me, but this bouquet, tell me, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. I, it was like the thing. I, oh my gosh, these are so beautiful. Like I had already pictured where I was gonna place them. I was so excited because I hadn't had flowers in so long. I know it's ridiculous, but anyways, here we go. Um, within one hour oh, yeah. after receiving these flowers, I didn't even get into my house with the flowers when I felt the prompting that somebody else needed these flowers more than me. Now, I took a few moments to bargain with God. And I was like, (laughs) here's the deal. I'm going to put these flowers in my house and go get these other flowers because there's pretty flowers at the store on the way to this person's house. Oh, right. And she'll never know that I could have given her these really nice flowers, but don't I deserve these really nice flowers? Because <laughs> I, 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 I never get, get flowers. these really nice flowers. And it was a very clear, girl, you better give them flowers up. 
<laughs> so I didn't. I ran into the house, kissed my husband, said, I've got to run an errand. Got right. The flowers never came to my house because I knew better. Mm. Drove them right over to that house. Now, here's the deal. I haven't received an abundance of flowers in, in place of those, but that's okay because it was in right. the, you know what I mean? Like I may or may never receive another bouquet of flowers like that, but it doesn't matter because it was in the blessing of being obedient to God and giving that up. He knows I'm not going to give him my second best. I'm not going to give him the alternative that kind of fits the bill. I would say that you actually did receive a blessing because I know your heart. Mm. And a lot of times it is the blessing of knowing how much like God had provided those flowers for, for you, but you were able to provide them for someone else that really needed them more than you. And that, yeah, as a, as a Christian and as a woman following God's lead, I know that you were honored to provide that feeling for your friend that really needed to pick me up. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And so right. you actually did get a blessing yeah. and that is actually better than receiving like a material thing. Honestly, don't yeah. you think? Oh, for sure. You know, knowing that you're the hands and feet. And so I just know your heart girl. I know. I'm pretty you sure did. I called you. I was like, um, <laughs> you were like, Oh, you won. And so you listen to God, you know, that's huge. And not only did you listen, but you were able to recognize the nudge mm-hmm. because of the time. And then you were able to bless somebody else with it. It's and pretty I big. And I just was like, hey, God, shh, no, 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 yeah, God. Please, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not me. <laughs> but you know what? That brings me to um, a great segue, which I know we're going to circle back to something you're getting ready to talk about. But next week, we are literally talking about that. When God takes something from you or God removes something from your life that Mm. you no longer have control over and you're just going, God, not that I will give you these other three things, Mm -hmm. but not not that one one thing. So come back next week. We're going to talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, And it's going to be good. Girl, I'm already crying thinking about it. Well, I love, uh, I'll just close with another quote from Jan Johnson because um, she's just, I think she's brilliant. Hope to meet her one day. Um, Did you hear that, Jan Johnson? (laughs) We know you're listening. Yes. She says, part of the important work done in silence and solitude is detaching ourselves from the demands of our culture. Nothing breaks the power of hurry in our lives like practicing solitude and silence. In the absence of urgent messages and ringing telephones, we see self-promotion for what it is. A space is created within us in which the character of Christ can grow. And out of this growing, transforming spirit, spirit, we begin responding to life rather than reacting to it. Mm. And I think, you know... So, oh, this, so this is going to be our journey, you know, having experienced this incredible, um, silence and solitude and, you know, turning towards God. So it's not turning your back on the world, but it's focusing and turning your face towards God. That's so much easier when you are in a separate place, you know, in your vacay place. That's why I say, can we run away all the time? Yes, Mm, that would be great. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, for us, you'll be on this journey with us as we try to figure out how we replicate this in our busy lives, because I think that that is so important. We can't stay on vacay all the time. 
But I'm working on a solution for that, just so you know. Like, Great. that's top of my list. And we will be millionaires <laughs> when you figure that out. Oh, gosh. Or at least you will be. <laughs> Guys, I think... Because if, if we can figure out that solution where we all can be on vacay all the time, people are going to want to hear that podcast. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, and we'll probably talk about this in the next episode. Um, yeah, we're going to leave it for the next episode. But let's leave them with something. What do they need to do for you this week? I don't know. Find a place <laughs> for your silence. Or just take... 10 minutes. 10 mm. minutes is never enough for me because I can't even shut my mind up long enough. That's not enough time to shut my mind up. But 10 minutes of silence for yourself, for your sanity, and for your well-being, right? Yeah. And I, and give yourself a lot of grace, okay? Yeah. Because it's going to take some time. And I have to be outside. Me too. I really need to be outside. I need to be on the back porch. I need to be on a walk by myself. I need to be. I need to be out in the world. I can't be in my house because I'm. Oh yeah, there's no way you can do that in your house because mm. laundry calls. Yeah. You didn't know they have voices, laundry dishes. They're all calling your name. Even if it's your lunch break, like, and you're driving by a park, just stop and sit on a bench for a minute. Try five to start and just just begin that practice of, you know squelching your own talking and thoughts going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it too All I right. gotta find a spot I know we need to make you a spot I just made a spot in our new um our new stomping ground my, uh-huh. my family has a new stomping ground for a bit here and there so I just had to create a space for myself I need to do that you're right we'll brainstorm that yep and we'll send a picture <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us. It is so great to be back with all of you. We would love to hear more of your stories of your summer of silence and meditation. And if you didn't do it, you can still go back and go to our website and check out the meditations that we recorded. So you can do those on your own. You can start now. You can start in the fall. It doesn't have to be summer. Have a great time. See you next week.